The death Christ died proves God loves you. This is Pastor Mike Kramer of New Life Church, your home of positive faith, bringing you power for living. Come to the cross and find forgiveness. Get into his word and you'll find strength for your soul. Tap into the love that God has given. And you'll find power Powerful Living is a positive faith ministry. We believe that a positive attitude in life is an expression of the positive faith which embraces a powerful truth that with God, all things are possible. Pastor Mike Kramer is a founder of Powerful Living, senior pastor at New Life Church, and the author of the inspirational book, Power Moments. Tap into the love that God has given and you'll find power My friend, today I want to speak on the subject, the death Christ died. The Roman crucifixion was the most cruel form of execution known to humanity. It was reserved for the vilest offenders. It began with what was called a scourging with the cat of nine tails. That cat of nine tails consisted of leather straps with a leather ball tied to the end of it with a uh, pieces of bone fragment and and broken glass and so forth in that uh, leather ball. The executioner was skilled in the art of whipping the back of the individual. They would tie him to a pole because it was so brutal. They would collapse under it. And as the executioner would bring that whip down, he would snap his wrist, which would cause that leather ball to just roll down the back of an individual and all layers of skin would eventually be removed, and you could literally see an individual's backbone. It was vicious and brutal and cruel, and it was designed to inflict pain. 39 stripes was the maximum. Otherwise, it would, it would kill an individual before they would even be crucified. Then they would carry the cross beam, be nailed to the cross, and then would begin this uh, sort of back-and-forth movement where they would push up on their feet which would cause that excruciating pain from the spike driven through their feet if they didn't push up they couldn't breathe and so they would slump back down then they would begin to suffocate and then they would push back up and it was just back and forth it was just a horrific way to die and my friend that is the death that christ died and he did it Because the scripture says, God demonstrates his own love toward us. That while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. For three hours, he hung on the cross and went through that agonizing pain. And darkness covered the land. And he literally went through hell on the cross as the Father turned away. And Christ cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And only the eternal Son of God could make an eternal payment for our debt in one point in time. That's the God-man. As he died on the cross, the scripture says he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Oh, my friend, 
The death Christ died demonstrates the sacrificial love of God. I love that verse, but God demonstrates his own love toward us. When all hope seems gone, God stepped in and demonstrated his love for us. You know, Missouri's known as the show me state. The idea is actions speak louder than words. Well, God demonstrated, he showed us his great love, his own love. It was unconditional. We don't have to clean up our life and come to Christ. We come to him exactly as we are. He paid in full our sin debt to God. It was unconditional. It was sacrificial. He died an agonizing death. It was universal. It's open to all of humanity. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You know, Romans chapter 8. And verse 32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? Of course, the scripture says, If God is for us, who can be against us? Of course, in Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, again where it says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That is the heart and soul of what we would call substitutionary atonement. Christ took our place on the cross. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Righteousness is just a big word for being made right with God. And that happens by faith in Jesus Christ. Faith is total trust in Christ and Christ alone. And my friend, he's trustworthy. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1 says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called children of God. And again, that word behold is that spotlight word where God is shining the light on his love and saying, don't miss this. Of course, 1 John 4, 19 says, We love him because he first loved us. God is the initiator and we are the responder. So the death Christ died demonstrates the sacrificial love of God. It also declares the steadfast will of God. Over and over, Jesus said he came to do the Father's will. And in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, those three Gospels, we call them the synoptic Gospels because they cover the life of Christ in very similar ways the Gospel of John, sort of a standalone gospel, but uh, very theological in content. The purpose was that we would trust in Christ. John twenty thirty one says, These things are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ and that believing you would have life in his name. But in Matthew, Luke specifically, they really detail uh, the account of Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane where three times in Matthew 26 and also Luke 22, he cries out to the Father, if it's possible, remove this cup from me. And the Bible says he was in agony and he prayed and like great sweat drops, like blood were streaming down his forehead. And Luke's gospel says an angel came and ministered to him. But Christ was steadfast in doing the will of God. He said, if there's any other way possible, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And Christ went to the cross because he was demonstrating the sacrificial love of God and declaring 
the steadfast will of God. There was no other way that we could be forgiven. And so Christ did what the Father sent him to do. You know, my friend, the Bible says in 2 Peter 3, 9, that God is not willing that any should perish. And he's not slow concerning his promises. Some count slowness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish. And that promise is the return of Christ. You know, the, the world just keeps shaping up for the return of Christ. But the whole reason the Lord is delaying his return is to give people the opportunity to trust in Christ as Lord and Savior. Well, the death Christ died not only demonstrates the sacrificial love of God and declares the steadfast will of God, my friend, it delivers the spiritual joy of God. You know, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2 says, For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the majesty on high. Now you might say, wait a minute. The joy. He prayed three times in great agony that if there was any other way to remove this cup from him. So one might say, what is the joy? My friend, the joy was what the cross provided. It provided the opportunity for you and me to come to know Christ as Lord and Savior. That's why Jesus cried out from the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And that was as the Father turned his back upon the Son. And again, he paid an eternal payment in one point of time because he is the God-man. He said, I thirst. He cried out, It is finished. He said to the thief on the cross, Today you will be with me in paradise. Oh, my friend. The joy is the reality of people coming to know Christ as personal Lord and Savior. Do you know what the Bible says? There's joy in heaven when one sinner repents. That's found in Luke chapter 15 and verse 7. It says there's joy in the presence of angels when one sinner repents. That's Luke chapter 15 and verse 10. Scripture says in 1 Timothy 2, this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Anytime somebody comes to know Christ as Lord and Savior, we don't know everything that happens in heaven. That's what will be beautiful about eternity as we spend our eternity with the Lord. When you trust in Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, Jesus said he goes to prepare a place for us. And if he goes to prepare a place for us, he will come again and receive us unto himself that where he is, we can be with him as well. In his father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, he would have told us. Heaven's a beautiful place. Walls of jasper, streets pure as gold, the river of life flowing from the very throne of God. No need for sun or moon or stars because Christ is the light of heaven. And we don't know everything about heaven, but we do know this, that every time somebody on this earth comes to know Christ as Lord and Savior, there's some kind of shouting that goes on in heaven and all of heaven rejoices because someone has trusted Christ as Lord and Savior. And my friend, if you've never invited Christ into your life, I can't think of a better time. Whether you're sitting at home, sipping a cup of coffee, driving in your car, or just um, hanging out, listening to the radio, 
My friend, I can't think of a better time. Just, just pray a simple prayer. Now, if you're driving, keep your eyes open. But just pray, dear God, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe he died on the cross for my sins and rose again for me. And Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life to be my personal Savior. Oh, my friend, you pray that prayer and all of heaven will rejoice. You'll have eternity with the Lord when comes your time to go home to be with him. You'll have a better way of living on this earth. Sins are forgiven, a home in heaven, and the abundant life in the here and now. And joy will ring out in heaven. And not only does the death Christ died demonstrate the sacrificial love of God, declares the steadfast will of God. Oh, my friend, it delivers the spiritual joy of God. Heaven will rejoice when people come to know Christ. It dis- displays the supernatural power of God. You know, Jesus said in John 10, 18, he said, no one takes my life from me. I have the power to lay it down and raise it up again. He said, this power I received from my father. In John chapter 18, they come to arrest him. And he says, whom are you seeking? And they say, Jesus of Nazareth. He says, it is I. When he said that, they all fell back. And then he asked again, whom are you seeking? And I'll bet you they said it a little bit more humbly this time, Jesus of Nazareth. And he turned himself over to them. The idea is they weren't coming to capture him. Christ willingly gave himself to them to be crucified, be buried, and then bodily resurrect from the dead. That's the power of Christ. He, and he'll give you that same power in your life, that resurrection power to endure any obstacle that comes your way, to face adversity. You know, the Christian life is not always easy. In fact, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12 says that all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. And my friend, you know, it's starting to become a little bit uh, more difficult to live for Christ as there's becoming a little bit more of a hostile attitude towards the Christian faith. But you hang in there. Let the power of God work in you. Trust Christ as your Lord and Savior. Follow Him. Read the Scriptures. Give your life to Him. And He will empower you to live for Him. Yes, my friend, the death Christ died demonstrates the unconditional, sacrificial, universal love of God for each and every one. And that, my friend, includes you. Place your faith in Christ. You'll be so glad you did. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and be gracious to you. May the Lord give you peace in your heart and power for living. Amen.